All things Sylacauga football are here now. This is the Coach Zal Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Sylacauga. at Chick-fil-A Silicaga. This is the Coach Zal Show presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga on the Aggie Sports Network brought to you by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. No Ashton Fowler tonight. Jeremy Law and Brent Ashley. We will lead you up with Coach Andrew Zal all the way up until tomorrow night's game at Hopeful. The Aggies trying to cap off this region portion of the season with only one loss and secure a home playoff berth in the first round the first time the Aggies have hosted in the first round in quite a while Brent I know we're excited about tomorrow night's game try to cap off region play hopefully get a win yeah we definitely got to get a win uh, tomorrow night it's just one of those things to where you step in there and you know that uh, if we can control the game we get that win then we're definitely going to host at home and and we're going to be there for our crowd to be able to come back out and support us and uh, see that first round at home for a first time in a long time yeah, it has been a while, Brandon. We are looking forward to that. It's not the end of the season, though. Next week we do host Benjamin Russell to close out the regular season before the Aggies do start the playoffs. Now let's bring in the man of the next half hour, Silicaga head football coach Andrew Zhao. Coach, how are you doing, my friend? And congratulations on a nice um, high-scoring shootout win yeah. against Talladega last week. Yeah, man. Uh, a great game. Our guys needed to uh... – they needed a, an, another test, I think, uh, to before you get ready for the the, the biggest game of the year against Hopeful. Um, but man, I, I, I wasn't really uh, happy the other night with the shootout. Man, I'd rather it be a easy, smooth game and done with it. But our guys were resilient, hung in there, and um, was able to pull it out at the end. Defense got to stop when we needed it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the the defense better than it played the other night. But Nigel Scales is one of the best athletes that you're going to go up against all year. When it looks like he was you know, dead in the water. He comes out, he makes a play two or three times, he jumps in the air, throws a jump pass down the field, just stuff that you can't stop. No, and when you're, when you're dealing with an athlete and you can't get to him, uh, he could, he really presents problems, and he did. Um, you know, we have to do a better job of tracking the ball when the ball's in the air. We had a few, they threw basically a, a few Hail Marys and guys came down with them. Um, so we, we just got to do a better job on the back end of understanding when the ball's in the air, knock it down. We had a few third downs. Uh, we couldn't get off the field, but you know there's things we got to keep working on, man. I, and it, we let them find um, uh, one of our, our a weak spot, uh, if you may say. But uh, we just got to get better at those those areas, man, and not not, not present any of those problems. You know, Coach, all, all week long, I know you guys watch film, and you're looking at that other team, and you're strategizing, and you're every day, you know, at practice, you're putting forth that plan. What was something totally different that? was on tape that Talladega showed you, but then Friday night they stepped out with something totally different. What was that? They, they stayed in their um, their double wing. They stayed in that a much more than they've shown before. They've been spread. They've thrown the ball around. Uh, quarterback's been able to, um, you know, get in a spread and, and, and distribute the ball a little bit, throwing it deep um, from a spread look. And then when they went to a condensed set like the, like the, uh, the wing set, uh, our guys, we lost our men. You know, once they motioned away, our you know we looked in the backfield when we should have been. You know, our eyes should have been on our guy, and we, and so those things sort of present problems. And then once again, you can't simulate his skill in practice, right? Um, without taking one of your starters like D. Ware and putting him over there and letting him run around a little bit 
So that was – and then the scramble drill. You know, when I get, once the quarterback scrambles a little bit and then he throws it up, we got to be able to come down with it. We couldn't simulate that in practice, so it makes it tough. It really does. You know, when you have that type of athlete that can scramble around, you know, I mentioned it a couple of times with Jeremy Friday night, was it, it kind of it kind of turns into backyard football because everybody just starts moving around. There's yeah. nothing there's nothing set. There's nothing planned. So, as you said, it's depending on making sure we pick up our guy and then making that play. And, you know, so I knew that there had to be something that there was there that you guys really didn't see all week on those tapes that, that caused us that little bit of issue. But proud of that defense for making yeah, that stop. Yeah, you know, they were able to extend plays, and you look at a lot of times when a coach was evaluating a quarterback, can he, ex- you know, can he extend the play? And they were able to do that. And once again, there was another team that had two weeks to prepare for us yeah. and come up with some things that were a little different. So um, we just got it, and, and we're coming up with it again this week. So we got to be careful of um, the beginning of the game and settle down and, and start fast offensively, and uh, hopefully our defense uh, can catch up some of the new things they may throw at us. But you know, even they may throw some new things at us uh, from a defensive standpoint on their side. So we just got to be ready for it. On the other side of the ball, Coach, you have eight offensive drives outside of the one where you kneeled it at the end. You score seven touchdowns. What did you see on tape going into that Talladega game from the offensive point of view that you really thought that you could take advantage of, and you did? Yeah, we, we really thought that we can do what we do, and that's run the ball, get the ball to Malik, get the ball to um, to Burns. Uh, and, and once Malik was dinged a little bit, we really, you know, we, we, we sort of leaned on Burns a little bit more than we normally do. Um, but he's one of those guys we got to get the ball to. But, yeah, I, I think uh, I was a little concerned going into that game, their athletic ability at the, in the secondary. Um, they man you up, and they put seven in the box. So their their job is to stop you from running the ball. If they got seven guys in the box, eight guys in the box. They're expecting you to you know to throw it. So uh, we're capable of doing that. But I think, you know, where we hang our hat is in, on, the, on the run game right now. But, uh, you know, we, we will we will exploit some opportunities if we get them in the um, throwing game. Brayson's touchdown, was that a, was that going to be a QB keeper all the way? It looked like Malik just was waiting on him to pull it and block it. What, Man, what was that? no. Okay. No, Eric, no way. I let Brayson take off from 25 Five out there. <laughs> so here, so uh, Brayson, the ball was low left. Brayson had the opportunity to pick it up and hand it to Malik, which he should have. But, uh, no, Malik did a great job of just running in front of him. But, man, the line did an outstanding job of sort of clearing the way for him. And uh, yeah. Brayson showed some – a little bit of speed. Someone would say, man, he looks faster than uh, than, than usual. And I say, because everyone else was stopped. So <laughs> the guys are stopped. Yeah, he looks fast. But, no, man, he did a great job of picking it up, running it in. And, uh, you know, he's, he was very pumped up about that. And I, I was, too. And uh, it does show that he does have some athletic ability, man. He can do yeah. some things. So we got to trust him a little bit to run the ball, too. Well, you know, and when you have an offensive line like we have, the, these young men are, have really stepped up and, you know, the blocking schemes that they're pulling off, you know, you know Hudson Hodges making some big keys, Thompson mm-hmm. making big keys, Hughes doing things that, you know, they, as you said, they open up those holes that, that allow, you know, Malik to run through, Caleb to run through, but then, you know, for Brayson to be able to say, hey, you know, I can pick this up and go, yeah. you know, and even though as a head coach you're sitting there going, oh, yeah. oh no, yeah. what are you doing, what right. are you doing, what? Yeah. you know, and then in the end it's that, okay, you know, you're glorified now, you're good, okay. Yeah, yeah, when he but, broke out I was like, oh, he's going to score, so <laughs> right. I was like, okay, he did, all right, good. But, what? Uh, but what is one of the things, though, that you've really seen from the offensive side of the ball this year that's that has really impressed you more than than anything. You know, and it may have been Friday night, or it may have been you know before. But what's impressed you the most? I, I really would say our ability, the ability to run the ball as well as we have. Uh, we've only had one returning starter, I think, on the right. offensive line, um, and those guys have really bought into. We're, we're using guys that you know, may, like I said, didn't play last year or. 
Um, normally may not have even started, but we're using guys. We get, we're getting a lot of mileage out of our, our line, both sides of the ball, but offensively, um, it's the, it's also our receivers learning, um, the schemes, uh, learning how to run routes, uh, bracing, learning how to get the ball out on time. Uh, so I'm impressed with our offensive, um, production right now. Uh, but at the same time, I think we got a long way to go and we get, we have a, we have a, um, we have a learning curve, but at the same time, uh, our guys have done what they're, you know, what they can do. And that's, that's, uh, learn as quick as possible and, 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 and get it done when Friday night comes. Coach, it just seems like every time you need a score, you get a score. Every time you need a stop, you get a stop. Before halftime, you're able to march down, hit Dontavious where in the back of the end zone. How do you teach that? How do your players learn that? They're always Johnny on the spot. When you need something, you get it. Yeah. Um, if Truth be told, man, we, we practice that all the time. We practice our two-minute drives. We practice. And the other night I got out of sequence. I normally call a certain plays for our two-minute drive. Um, but I saw something that I liked, and, and, and they were giving it to us. So we just took it until they they stopped it. And then when we thought maybe they would come up, um, we we went for the, the next level, and we were able to hit it. But we really just um, we just practice that every time, um, every week. And we do a, and, and the guys have done a great job. There's a lot of things we practice that we have not run yet. So every week we, we, we practice, practice, practice. And guys are like, Coach, why aren't we running it? Well, you know, it's not time to run it yet. That's so right. We'll get there. And that's what I was just fixing to say. You mentioned that, you know, usually in a two-minute drill, a head coach has a set number of plays that he's going to push to every time. That way the guys can get in that rhythm. Yes. Because, you know, and, and, and when we talk about rhythms in, in, in football, it's, it's, it's very important mm-hmm. to an offense and how they click. But you mentioned that also you have to have, and your coaches in the box, they have to have that mentality of saying, hey, they're giving us this. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Let's yeah. keep doing this. Yeah. So the offense has to say, okay, we can make this adjustment. We're going to do this for coach, and we're going to push through. But yet they still have to keep their momentums up. And so it's really good to hear, you know, you speak of that and, and say, you know, yeah, we do have a set plan, but it's going to change. Yeah. And if this team's going to give it to us, we're going to keep pounding you until you take it away. And that's in football, you have to do that. Yeah, and our guys are really, are really smart. We, I give them, a, they have a series of plays that we run that I don't even have to call a play, uh, and they'll run about five or six plays off quickly. Um, we can get that off. Our guys have learned that. Um, Brayson does a good job of understanding, and our B team quarterback does the same thing. He can do the same, uh, those same plays. Uh, but yeah, we give them some some work and give them give them a leash. I mean, just give them you get them off the leash a little bit, let That's them right. sort of see what they they'll do on their own, and um, I'm able to control it and stop it. But you know, yeah, I, I, we got into that two minute drive the other night, and it was huge going into half well, yes, uh, to get that score because it it really was a, the difference in the game as well. Not only I mean, not only the stop we got, but the, that drive. You mentioned Malik was a little banged up in last week's game. Um, can you update on that, and uh, can you tell us what the injury was? I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, probably not tell you what the injury was, but I'll, I'll say he was a little dinged up. Um, and we pulled him, and but he was ready to go second half. I, I was actually anticipating him not even playing him in the second half. Um, and then he came back. He said, Coach, I can go. If, Doc said, I can go if you know if you let me go. And I said, well, which, where can you go? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, and, I'll, and I'll only run you that way. Yeah. So, and, uh, he, and we did, and he actually he scored uh, maybe once or twice after that or right. maybe once after that. And, uh, and, and then he ran one way and he cut back the other way, and I was like, oh, man, is this, yeah, he's, he's running the wrong way now. But you know, <laughs> great play by him, man. And, uh, you know, no, but, yeah, he's, he was banged up a little bit. Um, he's, he's, he's back on, he's on the mend. Um, Twyman had, got hit in the thigh a little bit, and he mm-hmm. was limping a little bit. But, you know he's he's good, man. I, I think we've we've sort of survived a little, you know, for the most part for the season. But you know, hopefully we continue. Well, good deal, good deal. You know, it 
going into this game, you know, we, we talked about Talladega, we talked about the back and forth, and I have to, you know, I have to pick a little bit. I don't, I don't know if Jeremy, you know, will will get mad at me or not, but you know, we referred that game Friday night oh, to one Lord. that we watched, know. <laughs> you know, a week before. So I was thinking, you know, Coach, is it just that you you have, you know, when they always say once. You know, once you're a Bama fan, you bleed crimson <laughs> red and all that. You were there. Right. You, you were a star player there. We appreciate you. You know, <laughs> star and player. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> but with that, I, I couldn't help but say, Coach, is it still the fact that you know you're just bleeding so much crimson red that you're gonna you know that that mimic of what the it, tide ha- it does. happens, man? No, I, I think <laughs> if you cut anyone, they bleed uh. crimson, I, and regardless of what they think, everyone bleeds a little crimson at, at the end of the day. But uh, no, it was a it was a game. Actually, one of the players mentioned that on the sideline, and I and I. I <laughs> freaked out in my head because I wasn't even thinking about it, and then it was like, "Oh man, I, I don't, I don't like those games, man. I really don't. Yeah, me I, I just want, I just want to beat them and let that be it." And right. but man, uh, back and forth, and then thinking, "Hey, look, we just need a stop." And once right. we did get a stop, we didn't get a touchdown. So it was like, man, you know, out of the eight drives or nine drives outside of the the, the manilin at the end, I mean, we only had the possession really eight times uh, right. the other night, so that was tough. But yeah, we got it done. It's Silicaga at Hopeful tomorrow night. You can listen on the home of the Aggie Sports Network. Mix 106.5 pregame coverage starts at 5 o'clock with an encore presentation of this show. We'll go live from the stadium at 6.30. Special guest in the Star Physical Therapy kickoff show, defensive coordinator Coach Anthony Jacks will join us there for a segment or two to really break down Aggie football a little bit more maybe than we're doing tonight. So you can look forward to that tomorrow night starting around 5.30 with Coach Anthony Jackson, the Star Physical Therapy kickoff show. Stay with us right here. This is the Coach South Show presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Do you have the best-looking pumpkin around? What about the best-dressed little pumpkin? Enter the 2020 Pumpkin Picks Photo Contest now on the Kicks Country Facebook page for a chance to win a $100 Visa gift card. Enter your best-dressed and cutest little pumpkins, best-decorated or even carved pumpkin. Details online now at the Kicks Country Facebook page. Good luck. Where do you see your home loan in 15 years? Now is a great time to take advantage of low mortgage rates at Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. You may find that you can shorten the term of your loan, reduce your monthly payment amount, reduce lifetime interest expense, or cash out for home improvement. Apply online at coosapinesfcu.org or call the Coosa Pines Loan Department using option 5 at 256-378-5559 or talk to one of our mortgage experts. Coosa Pines FCU, equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA, NMLS number 464059. Your pain relief starts here. Your pain relief starts here. 40 years. That's a long time. While Donahue Physical Therapy might not be 40 years old, we have a combined 40 years of experience when it comes to your aches, pains, and surgical concerns. We know how important experience and reputation is when it comes to your health. Get back to the action faster. Gain relief and lose the pain. Donahue Physical Therapy. Your pain relief starts here. Your pain relief starts here. you in the market for a new ride? Check out the spectacular savings at the 6th Annual Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Coosa Pines FCU branch. This sale is going to be massive. Over 250 vehicles will be on the lot, and they're from your favorite local dealers. And make no bones about it, these are the best rates around. Get financed on site with rates as low as 1.40% APR and get $100 cash back. 
That's $100 cash back when you finance through Coosapines FCU. It gets even better. Members pre-approved through Wednesday will receive an additional $50 cash back. These rates are no trick. So why not treat yourself to a new vehicle at the 6th Annual Coosapines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Coosapines FCU branch. Coosapines Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, equal housing lender. Like a good neighbor, State Farm Albie Steers is there for all of your insurance needs. Home, car, boats, and more. Whatever it is, State Farm agent Albie Steers in Sylacauga has you covered. Imagine a world without tow companies. Vehicle ruins littering our highways. People pushing cars everywhere. It would be chaos. Our society needs tow companies, and when you need one, call Merkel's Anytime Towing. The Coosa Valley Medical Center Emergency Department is open and ready to serve 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Clean, safe, open for you. This is Amy Price, Chief Nursing and Operating Officer. At Coosa Valley Medical Center, your health is centered to what we do. Learn more at cdhealth.net. Coosa Valley MRI is open and ready to serve you when it comes to scheduling your MRI exam. Simply have your physician call or fax in your MRI order and we will handle the rest. Coosa Valley MRI, where patients come first. Taylor Farr and Tom Gorey are personal injury attorneys representing injured victims of negligence in Alabama. Together, they have successfully recovered millions of dollars in compensation for injury and accident victims and their families. Farr focuses on cases involving traffic accidents, defective products, and wrongful death. Gorey primarily focuses on personal injury and elder abuse. Contact Farr and Gorey injury attorneys at Taylor at FarrGorey.com, P-H-A-R-R-G-O-R-E-E.com, and get the advice and representation you need. Their representation is made the quality of the legal services to report is greater than quality of the services performed by other lawyers. Do you have the best-looking pumpkin around? What about the best-dressed little pumpkin? Enter the 2020 Pumpkin Picks Photo Contest now on the Kicks Country Facebook page for a chance to win a $100 Visa gift card. Enter your best-dressed and cutest little pumpkins, best-decorated or even carved pumpkin. Details online now at the Kicks Country Facebook page. Good luck. <laughs> This is the Coach Zal Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Welcome back to the Coach Zal Show, live from Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Here until 7.30 tonight, coming up next from 6.30 to 7, the Coach Johnny Johnson Show on the Tiger Sports Network. David McCurley here to host that. Then following that from 7 to 7.30, the Coach Limbaugh Show. Jacob Bassett, Blake Bagley, they'll be here to host that with Coach Limbaugh. Silicaga on the road tomorrow night. 7-1 on the year at Hopeful, trying to lock down the two-seed in this region and host a playoff game in the first round. Coach, we've spent the first half of this show looking back to all the fun that we had on offense last week against Talladega. Now we really turn our attention. We turn our attention. You've turned your attention to Hopeful since last Sunday probably, but we turn yeah. our attention to Hopeful. And what do we know about the Bulldogs? They're a school that has moved up classifications rapidly. When I was in high school at Wetumpka, they were 2A. Now they're 5A. What do we know about the Hopeful Bulldogs? Um, talented offensively with, um, I think, the, I, know, I hardly ever know the, the, the backs. Um, and those number eight, uh, no names. But I think uh, his dad may have played at Alabama as well. So uh, Pickett is, um, I mean, okay. uh, is the, sort of found out his name today. Um, so 
very talented on that side. We're, we're, we are uh, we have our hands full with him. Um, their offensive line is big. They are they're they're massive. So we got our, our work cut out for us up front. And on defensively, <laughs> they're they're big over there as well. They 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 play a good job. They do a good job on the. Uh, on the stuff interior, you know, game, and I think they've had two weeks to prepare for um, our run game, which and that's what I think they, you know, everyone knows what we do. Um, so we have our, we gotta, you know, we gotta find other ways to, to get the ball um, to our athletes, regardless of how that may be. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for you know, if we can, if we have to throw it, we throw it. If we run it, we run it. Um, we have to mix it up, we mix it up. But you know, that's what we have to do. Truly, though, I guess to this point and maybe overall the most important game of the year, this one's going to decide what you're going to do right there to start the postseason. I know your players, very talented, very good running team, very good passing team. Do you feel an extra sense of pressure on the team right here to go ahead and close this out and be where you truly want to be to start the postseason? Yeah, you, you, you definitely want to be home for the post that, that, first, that first game. Um, and so, therefore, you have to, to win this game. Um, Pressure. I don't. I don't know if it's pressure. I think it's more of our guys understanding with that we continue to care, but you know, care and do what we do. Um, and whether it's throwing or, or running, uh, I think it's a mindset of of really winning every snap. Whether you know, it's it's on up front or is that wide receiver, DB, you win on every snap. And if we we'll win every every snap, you know, we get put. I put ourselves in a good position. Um, but once again, you know, you never know. You never know what you're going to get out of these kids, and you never know. Uh, and we just try to hope for the best and uh, keep keep coaching them and keep loving them, man, and, and watch them play football. And that's a good thing. And, and you mentioned, you know, this is another team that had two weeks to prepare for you, yeah. you know, for us. And, and here we are. You know, we had one week to prepare for them, and, mm-hmm. and we're going up against some athletes once again. And you mentioned size, you know. But I've seen so far that the, the way the offensive and defensive line works for us you know they've been up against some some pretty big boys over you know over the time, but yet they're able to use their speed to dominate that and get around that and, and make sure they're closing the gaps. Uh, do you see the same results tomorrow night with the offensive defensive line against what you've seen on tape, or do you think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge in those trenches for those guys? With the size, it, it could be a little, little bit more of a challenge that they have. Um, we're still trying to figure out. Um, you know, we're getting some guys back um, from being quarantined two weeks ago. Right. Uh, so hopefully those guys come back and help us out. But, you know, we only, they only had a couple of few days to, to practice. So, um, I don't know. I, I think our guys understand who they are and, and, and they control what they can control. And that's knowing the play, executing the play. And regardless of the size of a guy, I think our guys understand. I mean, they're tough enough and they they, they, they – Sort of welcome the challenge. I still hadn't paid him for for the. I say paid him. Oh, I owe him pancakes. If anything, I, I owe him pancakes, man. For the uh, la- uh, a few weeks ago that Malik hit over two hundred. So yeah, yeah. If I'm paying him, yeah, I'm paying the guys in pancakes. So, uh, but yeah, they they they're up for the challenge. Hey, we had Malik at one ninety nine yeah, last right week. Around. Did he? Did he? Did you guys get him over the top for two hundred? No, man. Oh, what if Ashton Fowler's stats were wrong? Hey, they're wrong. I mean, they're <laughs> wrong. I mean, Malik knows. I, I told him if he's at 199, I may pull him. So <laughs> <laughs> he better get it at 175 <laughs> and up. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things you know, we were tracking it through, and it looked to us, to us as you know we were trying to market and keep it the best we could, and you know we had it at 20 carries, right, right at 199 yeah, I yards. Think, and I, I think was, one. I think one. I, I went back and, and watched the um, mm-hmm. your, your, your show or, or the game, and it. You guys Uh-oh. had Mal- y'all had Burns on one carry, 
Right. And it, it was it was yeah, I had Malik for one carry, and it, and it was, was actually Burns. Burns. Yes. So was that we, the play by play guy saying that wrong, or the color guy writing it down? No, wrong? I think that's the play by play guy. Play by play guy. So we we had to we had to subtract that thirty yard run, that twenty yard run that. Uh, Burns okay. had, so he so. missed it by two. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, he, he he understood. He knows, man. But I told him if he's 199 yards, man, I may pull him. <laughs> he might want to get that in the first 10 carries, man. We uh, have a chance to be in another game with some weather t- tomorrow night oh, on a pure yeah. grass field. I know your your team is. I think they played in the rain as much as they played in pretty good conditions, if not more. Um, how have you handled that this year? Because that can throw you off script so quickly, depending on what the weather is going to do, especially for a team in Silicon now that likes to throw the ball a little bit more than they yeah. have in the past. How do you guys adjust to that? Are you just used to it by now? Well, I think I would think we're used to it by now, but I would like to possibly throw it early, throw early and see what happens. And um, and if, if Brayson's good with it, I'm good with it. We just got to have execute the play. But, yeah, we've, we sort of hit these, um, these rain games, and our guys have – had to adjust, and I think we, as a coaching staff, I think the players um, have adjusted uh, to the to the to the weather um, or playing conditions, and uh, it, it just shows the resilience that they have. I, I don't like the rain, of course, because you're standing right. there in the rain. <laughs> if you're playing in the rain, it's sort it's of like different. different, yeah. But if you're standing in the rain, it's, it can be miserable. Yes. But, but our guys are have done a, a good job so far. Hopefully, used to have a high crown in the middle of the field as well. Is that still there? I don't know. I hadn't been. I have never. I never been there. And we were actually watching film today, talking about that same thing. And uh, and like I said, if, like anything else, we go to Beauregard. We have to work on the the crown and make sure our guys understand. Hey, look, we're going to throw the ball. We got to throw the ball down and and right. those type of things that Brayson has to adjust to. And um, but no, I, I think we'll be we'll be ready for any adjustment we need to make. Uh, we just got to go execute and play ball. Yeah, the last time I was at Hopeful as an official, you know, that was a thing. I was a wing, and you can look across the field to your other wing, Couldn't and you see, see nothing but his waist <laughs> up, you know, is how it was crowned over. So, but, you know, when we get into those fields like that, it is challenging for the guys because they have to think, too, you know, you know, it's, especially Edwards, when he steps to throw, he's throwing downhill. So that little bit more he puts on it could be too much. Or, right. you know, and even running, I, I hate to see him running off the crown because, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> so Malik much. Pope downhill, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. But, downhill you know, that, faster, I guess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but uh, cannot wait uh, for, uh, for tomorrow night. I cannot wait to get our Aggies there and, uh, and put, you know, really put one and one together, get in the trenches, and let's see who can pull this game out. Yeah, it'll be exciting for our fans, of course, and uh, hopefully our players will get a chance to, uh, to uh, celebrate, man. I, I think it's a, big, it's a big game for us, a uh, big game for our community, and uh, I, can't wait to, I can't wait as well. Coach, before we let you go, go ahead and give us those Coosapons Federal Credit Union keys to the game uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, start fast. You know, I mean, start, it's, it's always start fast. <laughs> gotta protect st- the ball. Got to start fast. And, uh, and, and once again, defensively, we just we got we to gotta bring it. We got to do a, a good job of containing their back and, uh, and then protect the back end um, from the passing game that they're, they're going to be um, presenting to us. But uh, offensively, we need to get the ball to our athletes and see what happens. Coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow night. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Sir. That's Silicaga head football coach Andrew Zow on the Coach Zow Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga on the road tomorrow night at Hopeful to close out region play. Coming up next on Kicks 100.3 and Facebook Live, the Coach Johnson Show, David McCurley and the Tiger Sports Network. They'll be with you. Stay tuned.
Do you have the best-looking pumpkin around? What about the best-dressed little pumpkin? Enter the 2020 Pumpkin Picks Photo Contest now on the Kicks Country Facebook page for a chance to win a $100 Visa gift card. Enter your best-dressed and cutest little pumpkins, best-decorated or even carved pumpkin. Details online now at the Kicks Country Facebook page. Good luck. <laughs> Do you need more control over the cards in your wallet? Well, you can do that with the CP Card Command app from Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Use the CP Card Command app to instantly lock and unlock your Coosa Pines FCU debit or credit cards. You can even set spending limits to keep your budget intact and receive real-time purchase alerts. Call 800-237-9789 or visit coosapinesfcu.org to learn more about the CP Card Command app. Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union, where you belong. Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, equal housing lender. State Farm agent Sheila Curtis and her team are ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood. With Sheila Curtis, it's easy to switch and save. Just give her a call at 256-249-8188. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Central Alabama Community College, you can be anything you wish to be. Don't put your future on hold and don't settle for less than excellence. We are Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. CACC.edu. All things Childersburg football are here now. This is the Coach Johnson Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Welcome in to Chick-fil-A Highway 280 for the Coach Johnny Johnson Show. Dave McCurley, Coach Johnny Johnson, he's brought Elijah Sims with him tonight. And we are delighted to have him. We'll get with him here in just a little bit. Last week, a tough week against Pike County. Tomorrow night at John Cox Stadium, Trinity Presbyterian will come to town. And, of course, uh, Coach, welcome in. Thank you for having me here. How are you doing today? I am uh, doing well. Sore, but doing well. I'm just getting old, man. Y'all don't know about getting old I'm yet. getting old, too. <laughs> hey, uh, Pike County made us feel a little older last week than we were. Um, you and I talked going into last week about how deliberate they were, you know, just traditional lineup. Right. Uh, student body left, student body right. Stop me if you can. And. It was hard. You know, I, I told you before we came on there tonight, it looked like to me that if you could take a clone of one of their players, they all look 6'1", 6'2", about 215. I mean, they didn't have many, but, boy, they had quality. I told you, fast, physical, uh, tough ball game. They can fly, uh, you know. Uh, but I try to tell the kids all week, they ain't bringing many, but they can play, and they showed it. Well, and – I will admit, we did some good things throughout that game as we well. Uh, but I want to ask you, how important was it for us to score late in that game? It was very important. You know, uh, the way we were playing, and we had some drive going, but but we didn't finish some drive. The score at the end was big for them so, for this week, so we can go in and we can be able to score against a team like that. And I'll uh, turn to your uh, junior uh, one of your stars here, uh, I told him before we uh, got on the air, Elijah Sims, welcome in tonight. And I got to tell you, you've gotten better as the years went along. 
And I've asked a lot of the players, and I'm going to ask you, would you rather play defense or would you rather play offense? Uh, I've been playing defense since my sophomore year, man. That's what I love to do. <laughs> but you don't mind catching a pass, do you? I do what I'm told to do. That's right. And, of course, uh, uh, talk a little bit about having kids like that will do whatever you uh, ask them to do, Coach. Uh, this type of kid you want in your program, you know, uh, yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, well, we asked him to do, he'll do it. You know, we didn't really want to play offense this year. I didn't because I think he don't have no hands, <laughs> but he do it. Uh, that's what you want in your program. Uh, a kid that what you, whatever you ask him to do, he go do it. Uh, he work hard in the weight room, uh, uh, doing good in the classroom, you know, things like that. That's what makes your program success with a guy like him in the program. And being a leader, knowing that he's a junior coming back next year, He's going to be one of the guys that you're going to look to next year to say, hey, you got to talk to these freshmen and sophomore, get them to buy in. He's one of the ones you'll be I already told him. Uh, I'm looking for him to be the leader next year, you know, especially starting the weight room. Uh, that's where we already started doing it. And uh, he's showing in the weight room, working hard. And on the field, he plays so hard, you and, know. And, and you're a three-sport star as well. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, I mean, I've been playing three sports since I was about seven years old. So now sports is my passion, so I love to do. So which one's your favorite? You can you can say it won't make Coach Johnson mad. If I had to choose, it'd probably be basketball because I just love the fast pace yeah. gameplay. You know, KJ, my son loves football and he gets into baseball a little bit, but basketball is his thing. He he loves it. Of course, he'll be calling some of the basketball games with me and Robert up at the uh, uh, Childersburg Arena here before long. But we've got two more football games to play. And Coach, you know, last week was uh, a week where it shows to me. Childersburg is in the SEC West. Oh, we're in a tough, tough region. Uh, you know, we started off with a lot of team was ranked. Uh, yeah, uh, that team that came down from uh, 4A to down to 3A, some moved up from 2A to 3A. But we got we're in a tough region. It's, it's a physical reason. Uh, reason we got to get out. That's why we got to get our body ready for the reason for next year. Uh, it's tough. You know, this week another tough week. You know, we got a Trinity coming in. They bring in a bunch of kids. Uh, they find them in the sound. Uh, they're gonna do everything right. Uh, they're gonna run at you. Uh, they're gonna play uh, just physical football and uh, we got to get there you know it's a process but we got to put the work in and the kids uh got to understand what you got to do to be in this region and so far this week you you mentioned the kids have have worked hard and working out you've been in the weight room a lot this week oh yeah definitely same thing this week we got to get started now you know we're behind uh we got to go ahead and get the young guys in the weight room teach them how to how we want to do things in the weight room because uh, you know we did it you know some this summer but we missed out on a lot of things this summer what we need to get done so we pushing them and uh and we're going to keep pushing them you know to get this program where i need, need to be uh talk a little bit about the health of your football team you know it seems like only yesterday that you and I and, and the broadcast crew from B.B. Comer were, were doing that little pregame show for the Comer game, and here we are in the ninth game of the season. Talk hey. a little bit about how you guys have, have held up through through injuries. Well, everything going on, we're pretty good. we got Jordan Farmer coming back. Uh, you know, Lamar playing, but he's not full go with that hand. But uh, having Jordan back, uh, he's a senior, the finish of his two, two ball game. It's, it's good to have him back. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, tomorrow night, and we'll talk about Trinity a little more in the second half of this program, but let's talk a little bit about last home game at John Cox Stadium this year. Uh, John Cox Stadium's been a good place. That's where you've gotten your two two wins on the season. Uh, talk a little bit about the crowd you need there tomorrow night. Uh, we definitely last home game. We need a great crowd, crowd to come out. Uh, we need to go out for the seniors the last time playing on that field to play good. You know, we're going to go out and just compete and finish. And to do that, you got to just do all the little things. And we want the seniors to have a, a go-out party tonight, tomorrow night at home. Elijah, I'll turn to you. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, touchdown pass you called. And, of course, 
Uh, you've made uh, numerous plays on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams, though. Uh, I talked with Coach Johnson last week. I thought the last few weeks of special teams have been really good, and you take a lot of pride in going down there and making tackles on kicks and punts as well. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, anytime we're punting, I try to get them. I want them to have as least many yards as they can get. I try to catch them as soon as where they catch it at. That's why I tell everybody right before they snap the ball. And, of course, I'm going to ask you, because being in the junior class that you are, you're playing with a guy on that defensive side and in Zay Youngblood who, who helps get everybody lined up. He's the quarterback of that defense, so to speak. How much have you learned from him? I learned everything from Zay, you know, not not just on the field but off the field. You know, he's a great friend of mine. They, Zay's really been a good mentor to me for this whole ride. And, and Coach, I'll turn to you talking a little bit about Zay. That young man's got the opportunity to play at the next level in a couple of sports, but one of the things that uh, impressed me, I, I knew he's a very intelligent young man. Uh, you know, uh, last week with homecoming, you know, it was announced, you know, he was the king. And he announced uh, his plans after school, after high school, was to go to college and become a sports medicine, uh, I guess, orthopedic yeah, guy. Yeah, be a doctor. It's all he talks about, want to be a doctor. Uh, and he's going to be a guy wow. that can do that kind of stuff. You know, he's so smart. And, uh, you know, just being around the sport to help people that, that play sports. But, hey, you know, great young man. You know, work hard in classroom. Everything he do, uh, he work hard. And, of course, you've got a lot of kids like that. And I of do. Course, they're coming along to learn the game of football. You got talk a little bit about how, at the beginning of this year, how many kids did you have that had never played football? Uh, it's a bunch of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, we kind of we got forty nine kids. We got over what thirty something coming back. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, you go back to the line, D line, O line, uh, even some skilled guys that never played. Uh, it's, it's still learning. They're still not at the point we need them at. Uh, you can tell that games uh, when we play uh, experienced teams that what we do up front, missing blocks, things like that. But, you know, you got them back. You know, that's the plus for us. We got them back. And we got time because they, they're young. So we got time, you know. But with Elijah, you know, he'd been there before. He got a pretty good junior class coming back. When we just keep them knit together and keep their head right and do the school work, and we'll be fine. Talk a little bit about your quarterback that's an underclassman as well. I think uh, all in all, you'd have to grade that that young man out as as pretty high this year. Had never played the position, you know. He's coming from baseball, uh, and of course, uh, he's also your punter. He's also the holder on field goals. By the way, play great. They play defense. You know, he uh, he played great on defense. Yes, uh, baseball guy like he good in baseball to come out and play football, and you know he takes some he takes some licks back there, but he keep going and punt the ball great for us. You know, special team been really good to it this year, uh, but get him to get have him coming back, his, get that experience up under him, and he make some great plays, do some great thing on offense. Just have him back is going to be really a good plus for us. Just keep teaching him things that he can keep learning. And again, I will say this: I guess it was three years before this year that. We hadn't kicked an extra point. We're about, I think I figured it out, we're 77% on extra points this year. Talk a little bit about your field goal kicker and the fact of where that process has come, not only just with him, but your snapper in Hunter Hill, your holder in Canaan, and, and your offensive line. That group has really gelled and got you to where I think you, you're pretty confident when you get down there inside, you can get three points. Oh, I do. Uh, you know, I try to get Dylan here tonight, but he had to go to work. So hopefully we can get him next week because uh, he's been doing an awesome job uh, doing field goal fours. And, 
You got Kanan uh, holding the snap. You got Hunter snapping the football right there in the offensive line. We have had now block, so that's a plus right there for us. But them guys, uh, like I say, they do everything we have to do at Preston. We, we did the time. We'll go three minutes or more till he get it right. But he'd come in every game, and he'd knock them down when we can score. Coach Johnny Johnson and Elijah Sims with me here at Chick-fil-A on Highway 280. It's the Coach Johnson Show as the Chillsburg Tigers will be right here on Kicks 100.3 uh, tomorrow night. We will be without our field general tomorrow night. Matt Crocker uh, having to uh, uh, stay home in quarantine. Uh, his wife, I think, is uh, is under the weather. And, of course, uh, uh, Robert and I will handle it, but uh, I think I'll get down there and, and get a, a word from you. But, uh, of course, tomorrow night is Childersburg and Trinity. When we come back, we're going to talk about Trinity with Coach Johnson and Elijah Sims. We come back here. Come on out here to Chick-fil-A. Get you one of those spicy chicken sandwiches. Matter of fact, get you two of them and throw one out the window to me. I'd love to have some (laughs) supper about right now. So uh, come on out. It's the Coach Johnson Show here live at Chick-fil-A. Hi, I'm Jeff Wargo of Resolute Forest Products. You may remember the Kimberly Clark paper mill in Childersburg or even Alliance Forest Products. Does bow water ring a bell? How about Abitibi bow water? Now you can know us as Resolute Forest Products. Go Tigers! For low prices, excellent customer service, and pharmaceutical professionalism, your first stop should be First Street Pharmacy inside the Piggly Wiggly in Childersburg. Proud supporter of the Childersburg Tiger Network. Call 256-346-3500. Everybody knows about Doug's barbecue wings and ribs, but did you know that Doug's also serves fish? And for you sweeties, they also have funnel cakes. Order yours today at 256 256- 510-7007. Doug's Barbecue says go Tigers. Hello, I'm Ron Carroll, and this is our team at State Farm Insurance in Childersburg. Hello, I'm Emily Hathcock. Hello, I'm Brenton Boozer. Hello, I'm Amanda Nally. Proud supporters of the Tiger Sports Network on Kicks 100.3. Central Alabama Community College is known for providing a quality college education at a very affordable price. They offer classes and degree programs in a seven-county service area. Class listings and registration information can be found at cacc.edu. Fishermen, Napa's best-kept secret is their live bait selection. So next time you're in need of an engine part or fresh bait, check out Napa Childersburg located on Highway 280 in Childersburg. Are you in the market for a new ride? Check out the spectacular savings at the 6th Annual Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Coosa Pines FCU branch. This sale is going to be massive. Over 250 vehicles will be on the lot, and they're from your favorite local dealers. And make no bones about it, these are the best rates around. Get financed on site with rates as low as 1.40% APR and get $100 cash back. That's $100 cash back when you finance through Cusapines FCU. It gets even better. Members pre-approved through Wednesday will receive an additional $50 cash back. These rates are no trick. So why not treat yourself to a new vehicle at the 6th Annual Cusapines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Cusapines FCU branch. Cusapines Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, equal housing lender. Renaissance Bank in Childersburg has the best banking solutions for you. Checking, savings, and more. Opening an account is easy. Learn more by downloading the Renaissance Bank app. Renaissance Bank, understanding you.
This is the Coach Johnson Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Welcome back to Chick-fil-A, Highway 280, David McCurley, Coach Johnny Johnson, Elijah Sims with you. It is the Coach Johnson Show on this Thursday night. And, of course, uh, we got a presidential debate coming up here in a little while. Are you going to sleep through it or are you going to watch it? Sleep through it. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, i got to ask you something that certainly you and your coaching staff do not sleep through, and we'll get into some of the trinity aspect of this. But when you watch film, how much do you lean on those other guys or your coaching staff say, hey, have you noticed this? They do this on every play. or who who is Who's Johnny at catching those things? <laughs> Well, hopefully, you know, my offensive staff, they do the things because I watch too, then I ask questions, make sure we're on the same base. So the same thing on my defensive staff that because uh, I, I, I watch real hard. Uh, I watch a lot of films. Uh, as I can tell you, I can probably tell you for the snap of the football what they're going to do, uh, both sides of the ball and offense, what we want to do. But uh, I leave on all my coaches. You know, they do a great job this year. And, uh, you know, both of us just learn, learn the process for us on the offense side, defense side. So uh, we just do a good job as a staff of working together so we can know what to do come Friday night so we can teach the kids to understand what we want to do on both sides of the ball. And I, and I got to talk about one of your coaches. You know, I was picking at uh, Coach Adam Fawcett a couple of weeks ago because I told him, I said, if everybody had Michael Hale's energy, yeah. but I think you've got a guy got by one. the name of Cy Butler yes. that's the same way. Talk a little uh, bit about Cy. Hey, bring it. Uh, do a great job with us on defense side of the ball. Uh, he get us sighted on the sideline. You know, we need to got to catch him, bring him back so he doesn't get all on the field. But uh, it's a sight, man, and the kids can buy into what, the way he lo- he loved defense. Elijah, I'll turn to you with Coach Butler. He's a guy that played at Chillsburg, just like your head coach, and uh, he understands the, uh, the the tradition at Chillsburg and the Tigers. Uh, how's it been out on the field being uh, talked to, maybe even yelled at, but motivated by a guy like Cy Butler? Uh, it's, it's great, man, just having somebody who has, like, you know, kind of that same youth mindset as the rest of us. You know, he yep. has that younger element. He's also really excited, but – you know, he kind of knows the difference between getting getting after you and at the same time talking you up. You know, it's not just all one-sided. Has he ever danced in the locker room after the win? I don't know about in the locker room, but I've seen it almost everywhere else. <laughs> Hallways, practice, PE, anywhere. And, of course, you've got a couple of other first-year guys out there, one in particular, Brantley Carr, who has uh, turned over in the, in the OC uh, ranks. You know, one thing, and I, I can say thank you to him every Friday, he, he texts me the starting lineups on both sides of the ball. He takes his time and makes sure that I have what I need and don't even have to ask for it. I'm sure he does a he lot do. of that for He you do too. do a lot of things. I come through say, Coach, I already got it taken care of. So having a coaching staff that people can help you take some stuff off you, so it's, it's a wonderful thing. Like offense, I, I give it to him. I, he just give me the game plan, and I, I go with it. Let's talk a little bit about Trinity now. Uh offensively, what can we expect from them? You know, last week you told me these guys are just going to line up in the I formation and they're going to smack you and smack you hard. I think they're probably the best football team you face, maybe right in on that, along there with Silicaga, but they were definitely the, the most physical football team you played all year. Are we going to see that again tomorrow night with Trinity, or yeah. are they more finesse? No, they're going to be physical. They're going to do the same formation-wide. Ain't too many formation. Uh, they, that Auburn uh, Gus look with eight back tight ends type stuff, uh, some mixed uh, direction stuff, some motion, some RPO. Uh, they're just going to run the football. Uh, they have to throw it when they have to, but they just want to run it, pull the guards. Uh, defensively, they're going to be hard front. Uh, they're just going to fly to the football. 
Do you yeah. think they could run it better than Gus right now? Oh, probably, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Gus uh, might, uh, that, that seat's a little, getting a little it's warmer. Not. Yes. It's getting a little warm. All right, let's talk a little bit about our offense because, you know, throughout the year, we've moved the football pretty well at times. And I keep talking about Zay Garrett, that breakout game. And, and, and it just seems like it's never come, even though he's had great play. Don't get me wrong. Uh, tomorrow night would be a great spot for him to break a couple great. of long runs. You know, it'd be great. You know, we've still been going all year not having that same line every Friday right. night. You know, that's the main thing. You know, we've got a freshman over there, uh, Elijah Swain, playing there. He's he not really a lineman for us, but he got to do the job we need to get done because we've been hurt up front. But, you know, we just, he just ain't got that breakout. You know, we get close. You know, we get close, but we still be missing some block. But, like, they come every day and try to learn, try to get better. That's all we can do, just uh, keep working with them and, and hope this week uh, he can get a breakout run. And, of course, when we're on offense tomorrow night, what has Trinity shown you on film defensively? Are they going to stack the box and force us to throw it? Because I'll be honest with you, when Kanan has had time this year and, the, and we've eliminated the snap problems, he can throw the football as good as anybody I've seen. Yes, uh, they're going to put some people in the box, you know, try to stop the run. And we got to just take what they give us. You know, they give us to throw the football, we got to throw it. They give us the run, and we got to be able to run it. It's going to mix up, got to be balanced on the, uh, on offense so we can get some things going. Finish drives. Got to finish drive. You know, that's the main with us. Uh, we get started drive, but we got that penalty. We're still getting them see the penalty at time with the snap. Uh, somebody offside when we have them good drive, and we can't start that way. And last week we kind of took a step back, in my opinion, a little bit with the with the snaps. We did. But, you know, it was different last week, Coach. It, it seemed like a couple of those snaps come in hot instead of low or high. They were really like a bullet. And, and you, you know, it's kind of been hot or cold. You either, right. You're either on with it or, or we're off with it. It's all about being focused up front, you know, on his snap. You know, uh, he's been doing a great job mm-hmm. doing it. But last week we just took a step back of uh, snapping the football, you know, high and put himself in a bad position. Tell you, it, it makes a difference when you got a guy that's about 6'2 or 3 and about 250 sitting right across from you, too, when you're fixing oh, the yeah. snap. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's a different <laughs> ball game when you got people big up front, and when the ball snaps, they're coming at you full speed. Talk a little bit about Elijah. You, uh, when you play a ball game on Friday night, when you get up on Saturday morning, I know you're sore, very sore. Last week probably was – I would think a little worse than any other week of the year. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely takes a toll on you, especially when you're out there giving it everything you got, and in the middle of the play, and you get hit from all different angles. Even when, especially when you're the one making the play, it's it's rough. You're getting up that next morning, you don't even want to wake up. You just want to stay there. When you're on defense, what what do you like to see coming? You say, uh oh, I can make a big hit or a big play here. Do, do you? Do you like to come up and defend the run, or do you rather see maybe a little pass out of the backfield? When you're on defense, what really gets your your heart to racing? Uh, I, I love I love the run. I love the run. I could live without the pass, but the run <laughs> the runs there. I love that. When especially like last week, whenever they run that counter and they had to pull the guards away from me, I, I love it. It just gives me the wide open lane, make play in the backfield. And you know, coach, I'll turn to you and talking about not just Elijah, but you know, for three years, Zay Youngblood, we talked about him, has been a sure tackler. One thing I will say, and of course, you've always been a defensive guy under head coaches, but 
your team has learned how to tackle as the years went along. I thought I thought we we tackled pretty well. We did. We got better. We know we do some uh, tiger and tiger drills to get things going and. Uh, but we improved. We got some guys. He makes some uh, talking in the open field. You know, open field is tough to do, uh, trying to talk a good running back. But, you know, we still, you know, got to work on that. A lot of things we got to work on. But, yeah, we want to talk about every game we play. And, of course, talk a little bit about knowing the fact that you're not going to make the playoffs this year. You got two games left. In order to keep those young kids' minds where it needs to be to get ready to play, you, excuse me, you obviously have had to have some fun this week in practice uh, we did uh it's tough you know when you know uh, that's why we did the weight room you know go ahead and get started in the weight room uh we come out uh we had a we did the new drill coach butler had so you can already fit, fit your gaps and uh then we uh we do a little scrimmage you know some different things you know i go on offense call some play we we'll switch it up yeah try to have some fun but still teaching as we go because you know they know it's hard to keep them focused right now with two games left and you know you're out to play off so now it's all about pride now, this Friday night, go about pride and try to finish this thing the right way. And, of course, tomorrow night, last home game at John Cox Stadium. I'll ask you, Elijah, before I ask Coach Johnson, uh, getting into the last home game tomorrow night, what will it mean for you to get out there uh, for the last time in that stadium this year before we finish out at Fayetteville? What, are, what will be your mindset tomorrow night? And I'll ask you this, too. I've asked every player that's come, what do you do to get ready to play? Do you listen to music? Do you take a nap? Do you watch a movie? Tell us what Elijah Sims does. Well, before a game, uh, I love to listen to music. Like, even even after school, anytime I'm having a hard time, music's always my getaway. But, you know, for this last coming up game, I know it's my last time on this field this year, but really I just want to play out there for my seniors because a lot of these seniors I'm really good friends with, and I'm, I'm going to miss them next year. So I want to give them the best last two games they can get. Boy, I wish I wish you had about seventy five just like him. I know it. I mean, a great kid. I told you he uh, one game. Uh, he needs some water. I said, I'm sorry, we got to go back. So he, his mouth. He he played a lot for. He do a lot for the program, and I love to have this kid. Uh, some more kid like him to buy in and be the guy. To go yes sir, no sir, and go play football. Well, going out to John Cox Stadium for the last time tomorrow night before your team hits the field, what's the message to the kids? Uh, all about the seniors tonight. Uh, let's go out and get a win at home, last home game of the year. Let's go play. You know, let's finish off strong, and you know, let's just do the things we need to do as, as a team and win. Well, airtime tomorrow night on the Tiger Sports Network right here on Kicks 100.3. We'll be around 6.30. Robert Sprayberry and myself will be there. We will be without Matt Crocker, hope he and his family gets better, but uh, we'll do his duties, I promise you. I'll probably be down there getting the coin toss. May get a word with you right before the kickoff, that's okay. That's okay with me. And, of course, uh, always go Tigers. Always go Tigers. And, of course, uh, we'll be there tomorrow night for Childersburg and Trinity airtime at 6.30 on the Tiger Sports Network. When we come back here to Chick-fil-A, we're going to have K.J. McCurley Jacob Bassett and Blake Bagley. They're going to have the Coach Limbaugh show. When we come back, you are listening to all of our coaches' shows right here live at Chick-fil-A on Highway 280. Come on out, get you something to eat, and meet some of these guys, and uh, have a good time with us. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> 
Are you in the market for a new ride? Check out the spectacular savings at the 6th Annual Coosapines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Coosapines FCU branch. This sale is going to be massive. Over 250 vehicles will be on the lot, and they're from your favorite local dealers. And make no bones about it, these are the best rates around. Get financed on site with rates as low as 1.40% APR and get $100 cash back. That's $100 cash back when you finance through Coosapines FCU. It gets even better. Members pre-approved through Wednesday will receive an additional $50 cash back. These rates are no trick. So why not treat yourself to a new vehicle at the 6th Annual Coosapines Federal Credit Union Car Sale, Wednesday, October 28th to Friday, October 30th at the Childersburg Coosapines FCU branch. Coosapines Federal Credit Union, member NCUA, equal housing lender. Taylor Farr and Tom Gorey are personal injury attorneys representing injured victims of negligence in Alabama. Together, they have successfully recovered millions of dollars in compensation for injury and accident victims and their families. Farr focuses on cases involving traffic accidents, defective products, and wrongful death. Gorey primarily focuses on personal injury and elder abuse. Contact Farr and Gorey injury attorneys at taylor at fargorey.com, P-H-A-R-R-G-O-R-E-E.com, and get the advice and representation you need. Their representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be reported is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Hello, I'm Ron Carroll, and this is our team at State Farm Insurance in Childersburg. Hello, I'm Emily Hathcock. Hello, I'm Brenton Boozer. Hello, I'm Amanda Nally. Proud supporters of the Tiger Sports Network on Kix 100.3. Fishermen, Napa's best kept secret is their live bait selection. So next time you're in need of an engine part or fresh bait, check out Napa Childersburg located on Highway 280 in Childersburg. Doug's Barbecue at the foot of Merkel Mountain also caters. Give them a call at 256-510-7007. Doug's Barbecue, the official pregame meal of the Tiger Sports Network. Good luck, Tigers. The Tigers of Childersburg are ready to play and can take on any competition. So can Jennifer, Wendy, and Hannah at First Street Pharmacy in Childersburg. Come by and let them save you money and put another win in your pharmacy column. As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office. But now, we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together, we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers. Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Register to vote at sos.alabama.gov. At Central Alabama Community College, you can be anything you wish to be. Don't put your future on hold and don't settle for less than excellence. We are Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. CACC.edu. Taylor Farr and Tom Gorey are personal injury attorneys representing injured victims of negligence in Alabama. Together, they have successfully recovered millions of dollars in compensation for injury and accident victims and their families. Farr focuses on cases involving traffic accidents, defective products, and wrongful death. Gorey primarily focuses on personal injury and elder abuse. Contact Farr and Gorey injury attorneys at taylor at fargorey.com, P-H-A-R-R-G-O-R-E-E.com, and get the advice and representation you need. Their representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be reported is greater than the quality of the services performed by other lawyers. All 
Vikings Fayetteville football are here now. This is the Coach Limbaugh Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Welcome into the Coach Limbaugh Show here at Chick-fil-A in Silicaga. KJ McCurley, Blake Bagley, and Jacob Bison with you. Uh, covering Fedbull's action. Well, we call it the Coach Limbaugh Show, but guys, uh, no coaches here tonight. It's kind of a funny thing. I mean, yeah. Coach, Lim- Coach Limbaugh with a wedding rehearsal to go to. Actually, John Thad Rogers, an assistant coach, his wedding. Uh, so both, neither of those guys were available to come. Uh, coach Moore was, una- was unable to come due to uh, complications with sickness in his family, precautionary measures, of course. Mm-mm-mm. And as well as uh, Coach Reed, could not be here either so guys here we are it's just us tonight yeah it is and uh i I actually didn't know that that wedding he had to go to was for coach rogers how about that that's awesome man congratulations to him and uh maybe that we'll be wearing black because it'll be the another death of a good man (laughs) but uh Dad's actually getting married on Saturday, so wedding field weekend, I reckon. Yeah, congratulations to your dad as well. And, and Jacob, y'all were at the game last week. I was not dealing with some pink eye. Me and you will be there this weekend. Of course, Blake will be with his family on his dad's big day. Uh, Jacob, uh, tell me what you seen from Fedville last week. Man, it was a heartbreaker. I mean, we had our chances. We had the passing game going. Same story, different game. You know, offense could not stay on the field. You know, our defense played probably three total quarters of the game on the field, and you could tell it towards the end of the game. Lafayette had some athletes. They broke away late, and our offense just can't score. You know, defense and special teams has been our strong suit. Yeah, and Blake, that's really been the Achilles heel of this federal team really all year long is uh, moving the ball and when you have something that works and it's just stalling. Sometimes it's penalties, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's turnovers, but some, a lot of times they're just not executing. And uh, going forward, just two games left in the, in the year, we've got homecoming tomorrow night and a chance to tack on the third win, a beatable uh, Ranburn team. Uh, they – they're coming off a win against uh, Federal's only win on the year, being Horseshoe, Horseshoe Bend. Bend. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, Horseshoe Bend played those guys close. So uh, I would expect the defense to try to set the tone tomorrow night because the offense really at this point needs to help. Uh, absolutely. I mean, KJ, it, it, when you watch this Federal team, there's talent there, and it's just it's not being developed. It's not being used. If you transplanted me, took me on a trip, blindfolded me and said drop me off watch the team and I didn't have real good vision I think it was the Auburn Tigers out there playing football there's so many similarities between this federal team and the Auburn team uh there's so much talent there uh, and, and I think everything comes back to play call it, it, it always for not only Auburn but for the Wolves as well it's play calling play calling uh offense not getting it going it stat me and Jacob came with checked it and double checked it the other evening the Wolves are averaging 12.5 points per game mm. on offense. That might have worked in 1967 yeah, and still not by a lot. But 12.5 points a game now isn't going to keep yeah, you in back, a close loss. It's going to get you blown out weekly. Back back when 9-3 to three was, a, was a weekly regular score in that era of football. And, Absolutely. And, and, guys, we, we talk about this offense, uh, and really um, – 
there's been good plays, solid gains, 10, 12 yards. But, but really, you know, if you think back to last year, the Wolves had several plays just explosive, over 50, 60 yards. This year, we really haven't seen that very often at all, if any. And, and tomorrow night, I think that uh, the Wolves will have to come up with something and, and get that explosive play. And, and I think it needs to happen right out of the gate. Uh, with a team like Ramburn, uh, Ramburn's probably looking at Fedville and saying, we can boost our resume. We can add our, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've only won two games themselves, haven't they? Uh, Ramburn, I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, right. Well, they've won three, but one of them was a one to nothing over Vincent. So they've got one more win than the Wolves do because the Wolves, you take away their right. forfeit win. And, you know, going back to offense, you, you know, the only time I've seen that offense play up to par, that was the Vincent game. Yes. Whether that was the offense playing good or if Vincent's defense is just that bad. Um, I, I don't know which is what. Um, can't really judge it by some of their other games. Comer has really good offense. You know, they they got they beat Vincent fifty four to nothing. So I don't really know what the story is there. But going back to twelve and a half points a game, when you're I mean, when your average margin per game, as far as what you're scoring and what you're giving up, when you're giving up more points than what you're scoring, um, that just spells disaster and trouble, and you're not going to win. And that's ultimately why this team right now is sitting. Uh, at one and six, pretty much. I mean, I guess you can say they're uh, two and six, but n- as far as I'm concerned, they're one and six. If you don't hit the field, you don't win the game. Well, and, and Jacob, one guy that I think is going to have a big game tomorrow night, and we'll go through and uh, ourselves and each give somebody we think will have a big game. Uh, I didn't hear you call his name out a lot last week, but I know the last game I seen him play against BB Comer. Jacob Weiss was a force to be reckoned with on defense. Uh, he had several hard hits. He was active on offense, even though they didn't really throw him the ball. And to me, that's inexcusable. I know Jacob Weiss at times uh, won't bring it in, but but Jacob is a senior. Tomorrow night is his last home game. Well, we got Shortersburg, but tomorrow night is all about the seniors and Week 10 at Shortersburg, and I just think it's going to be Jacob Weiss's coming out party. I think he's been forgotten about all year long with the running backs we've had, the receivers that have stepped up, and thank God for Zeke Deloach and Cadence Barrett. We didn't know who was going to play wide out before the season started, so good job those guys stepping up. But I think Jacob Weiss has a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, as a senior, you know, it's his last homecoming. You always want to play on a level up from what you've been playing. I mean, not to take away from the way he's played. I think he's played great all year. But these last two games, it's the last two games he'll ever probably ever put on a football uniform and wear a school's color. So I think Jacob Weiss um, and the rest of these Fayetteville seniors will play on a level we probably hadn't seen all year. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like Brady Ritchie is another guy that we can talk about, Blake. And Brady is a is that when you look up all-purpose back in the dictionary – Brady Ritchie is that. He can block, he can catch, he can run the ball. Uh, he does whatever is needed of him, but his numbers aren't really there this year uh, as much as they were last year, really with all the running backs, honestly, Luke White. Uh, but but these guys are dealing with a much more inexperienced, not bad, they're just inexperienced up front on the offensive line. Those guys have got to grow, and until they do, 
Blake running lanes are going to be hard to come by, but that's why I think it's important that we have to utilize our backs in the passing game tomorrow night and against Shortersburg if we want a chance to win. Uh, I would have, definitely have to say I agree. And uh, Bray Ritchie, great player. You know, hate to see him go. Him and his brother uh, Blake as well. You know, they're great players. Uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball, but I'm actually going to go with a younger player that's done some good things this year. We called his name a few times, made some great plays. Uh, that's number 11, Hunter Hammonds. I, I believe he finally has his breakthrough game. I think he has a few catches. I think he has a touchdown. I think he plays well. Uh, do I think it's enough for the Wolves to pull out a win tomorrow night? I don't know. It depends on which team wants to show up. Uh, it depends on how the offense plays, but uh, if I, f- I feel like if they go out there and get some a little momentum going early, um, then then they'll play good. And, and I think that it'll be a close ball game. But I, I, I would like the, to see the Wolves go on defense first. They went on offense first almost all year, but I feel like their defense is their strong point. If they can get out there, give the ball away, and get a stop early. That's momentum going their way, and I feel like it'll settle the, uh, the offense in uh, more. I feel like John Limbaugh won't be so conservative with play call if you can get some uh, momentum going early, and I feel like that'll change the game. So if the Wolves come out tomorrow night and lose coin toss or, or defer or one of those options, I think going on defense first would be the best thing for them. Yeah, and that's a good point because, you know, Coach Limbaugh always likes to set the tone with his offense early. He's done that ever since I've – uh, I've watched football, called football at Fayetteville, uh, but when you're down to this point in the season, when you're two and eight, you're not going to make the playoffs unless about 67 things have to happen for the Fayetteville Wolves. And I imagine when you get far enough in there, you got teams that are playing these, each other this week that both need to lose, so right. that can't so, happen. <laughs> so you're not going to make the playoffs, and for these seniors, they end their high school careers with two games at home. If you're federal, uh, Jacob, I think right now you, you can't be afraid to throw what you've done this year out the window and, and try something new because, like we said, what what have we got to lose? So we, we need to go out here and compete and try to get some Ws, and I think we've got to be willing to do whatever it takes to do that. Yeah, it's like Blake says. He calls Coach Limbaugh the mad advisor. He's not afraid to take chances. If you go back and listen to any coach we've faced this year, one of their biggest concerns was Fayetteville and their bag of tricks. So far, every bag, of, everything in that bag we've tried really hadn't worked. But that's just showing, you know, we have we've had practice all week. We play tomorrow night. We need to make these work. And I think, like I said earlier, this level they're going to play on these next two weeks. They need to step it up, and maybe it'll work. And there's been a handful of times where we've been an eyelash away from pulling that off. I, I know against, uh, I know against BB Comer, not BB Comer. We were on the road against. Uh, Lynette, and we were we were uh, only down by a touchdown. We tried a, a double reverse fake pass with the halfback Brady Ritchie, and he had Pacey wide open for a touchdown, and it just fell right through his fingertips, just out of his reach. There's been Blake so many plays like that this year, where where the talent is there and, and the offense is there, and it's just so close to happening. It's like they're nibbling. It's like a fish. They're nibbling at the worm, but they're just not quite able to take the full hook in. I think these next two games can catapult next season as far as taking the whole hook for the guys that come back. Absolutely. If you look at two seasons ago, um, my senior year, actually, those guys that were playing um, at that time, 
guys I went to school with, graduated with. Uh, miss seeing those guys. Uh, don't miss high school at all, though. I, I want to make that very clear. But, anyways, back to the point. Um, uh, they ended the game on a three-game winning streak where they won games convincingly. I mean, it right. wasn't like they won them by one or two points. And I think that carried momentum in the last season where they finished six and five in a very tough division, making the playoffs and uh, going into, you know, the first round and uh, not to sugarcoat things and kind of got embarrassed by Laverne with very good team, made it deep in the playoffs. But yeah. I feel like if they can – they whiffed last week. On, on the game against Lafette. That was a winnable game. They were in that game. You only score five points. You're not going to win unless you've got a freaking generational talent on the defensive side. That's not going to cut it. In my opinion, if they want to have any kind of success for next year, it starts tonight. I mean, excuse me, tomorrow night uh, with that. And uh, like you said, KJ, they've had a couple plays not go that way. I don't feel like they've been executed enough in practice, and that's why they haven't gone through in the games. They're either not comfortable running them I don't know what's that there, but Jacob touched on it with the uh, with the offense, and the offense is, has got to get it going. You know, it, it's broken; it needs to be fixed. So uh, they they really got to sit in that film room and study uh, offense. And even though it's too late to make the playoffs this, uh, this season, there's still enough time to take momentum into next season. And they really got to get in the drawing board on the off season and work on that offense. Well, and. You mentioned Hunter Hammonds earlier, and he's a guy that I was high on. You remember, you remember me saying week one and week yeah. two, uh, if you watch this kid's workout videos for his, for his baseball, the stuff that his dad and really even his mom has him doing on on the on the bench are, are absolutely insane to be as young as he is, and he takes the challenge head on. If you if you talk to the kid, he, he wants to be the next big thing. Very good baseball pitcher, and – Really, he's he's played most of his snaps at receiver, but towards the end of this season and, and towards the start of next season, I think you might kind of see Hunter Hammonds flex out a little bit. He might throw the ball a little bit. He yeah. might be a running back just because he he can he can do so many different things. We just haven't really used him. He's been kind of shadowed and covered mm-hmm. up by Barrett and, and and Zeke Deloach. Not to discount those guys because Zeke Deloach has had a heck of a year this year on the varsity level. I mean, we've seen it against Vincent. Vincent and others could just flat out not cover him. We've seen it for a little bit against Comer, Jacob. Yeah, well, in two-way football, you know, you don't have a certain guy playing a certain position. It's always next man up, no matter what position it is. You know, we have Pacey playing quarterback. Well, he goes down. Who do we have? Pacey's been the only quarterback I've seen play all year other than going in Wildcat or throwing Brady. But Brady's out, you know, after this year, so we're going to have to start looking for a quarterback. Well, and this weekend, tomorrow night, will be a good chance to learn some things about the Wolves, learn about their pride as Fedville will take on Ranburn tomorrow night. We will take a quick break from Chick-fil-A from the Coach Limbaugh Show. We'll be back after this. Taylor Farr and Tom Gorey are personal injury attorneys representing injured victims of negligence in Alabama. Together, they have successfully recovered millions of dollars in compensation for injury and accident victims and their families. Farr focuses on cases involving traffic accidents, defective products, and wrongful death. Gorey primarily focuses on personal injury and elder abuse. Contact Farr and Gorey injury attorneys at Taylor at FarrGorey.com, P-H-A-R-R-G-O-R-E-E.com, and get the advice and representation you need. The representation is made the quality of legal services to report is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Doug's Barbecue at the foot of Merkel Mountain also caters. 
Give them a call at 256-510-7007. Doug's Barbecue, the official pregame meal of the Tiger Sports Network. Good luck, Tigers. The Tigers of Childersburg are ready to play and can take on any competition. So can Jennifer, Wendy, and Hannah at First Street Pharmacy in Childersburg. Come by and let them save you money and put another win in your pharmacy column. This is the Coach Limbaugh Show, presented by Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Welcome back to Chick-fil-A in Silicaga, the Coach Limbaugh Show. On a lovely evening here in Silicaga. Man, it seems like every time we do this show, it's darker outside when I get here. And you can tell when that happens that fall is just around the corner, but it's still hot. Yeah, especially in Bluebell. Oh boy, me and Jacob have it rough out there. I know today I was, oh Lord, I was melting. It was so hot in there. Everybody asked me, like, KJ, it must be freezing in there. You make ice cream? Nope, it's not. Uh, but uh, Blake, uh, as we were in the uh, in the commercials, well, you you wanted to further the quarterback conversation as far as uh, a backup for Pacey and possibly next year. Absolutely. You you go back to last season, uh, the Wolves. I don't remember. They started out like two and one, one and two, uh, something to that effect. You know that they wasn't superstar. They wasn't playing like superstar offense. And what you've seen, Blake Mansion played great at the quarterback position. I'm not knocking him. He's he's played very well at the position. Um, but he just they wasn't taking that next step. They had a young guy who was a tenth grader, and his name was Pacey Deloach who stepped up, stepped to be a quarterback. Blake Manchin went to receiver, and they finished the season 6-4, and four, snuck in the playoffs. You could very easily see a similar situation going into next season. Hunter Hammonds will be in the 10th grade, got a little experience, played varsity ball. Pacey playing quarterback, who's been kind of complacent this season, played well, but kind of complacent. Um we could see next season the Wolves get off to a rough, rough start. Excuse me. Uh, they don't get it going early. You could see a change at the quarterback and putting Pacey back at receiver and Hunter Hammonds leading the offense. So you could see a similar situation next season unfold that we did last year. Yeah, and that's a good point. And also we talk about these receivers, Jacob, and Cadence Barrett, and bless his heart, I feel so bad. He had a really strong three games, and we – it took us forever to remember what his name was because we didn't have a number for him. He wasn't on our roster sheet, but Cadence Barrett has been a, uh, a sight for, for sore eyes for Coach Limbaugh this year. And uh, really, when you have Zeke Deloach, Zeke really reminds me of, of a guy by the name and kids these days. I'll never know who he is, but C.J. Spiller. Very short, very stalky, but could catch the ball and boy could he fly and uh, Zeke reminds me of, of that similar skill set I'm not saying that he's going to go to the NFL and play for 13 years he's, <laughs> but you know he, he could you never know what can happen but but Zeke has that skill set but then you get throw a guy like Cadence Barrett out there who's who's a really good route runner if you watch his routes his his precision in his routes and his intelligence on when to break really separates him from from the rest of the field and I think going forward if if you do kind of see maybe they experiment with Pacey going back to receiver with his little brother Zeke out there 
and then you throw in Cadence Barrett comes back. I, I think that could be a, a pretty a pretty good weapon for the Wolves. Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talked about our running backs. You know, we had a stable of running backs with Luke White, you know, Brady Ritchie, and a couple of others. But really, if you look at it, our receiving core is really not that bad. Yes, they're young. They can make plays when they need to. We had a couple out last week, and you could tell they were missing. But all of our receivers are either freshmen or 10th graders, and you can only get better from where we're at. You know, like you said, the quarterback situation, we could probably put Hunter Hammonds in at quarterback and have Pacey back out there. And I think the receivers can make a big difference in going forward between uh, next year. And this is not to say that Pacey is bad. Pacey's played good, but he's just kind of been limited as to what he can do. Uh, Inexperienced offensive line, they're not bad either. Give those guys a little bit of time to grow and and get better in the scheme and the system. Uh, And and ultimately, I think uh, we can take that next step uh, next year. And I feel like that starts tomorrow night, guys. I I, I don't know. I I just – I kind of feel like tomorrow is – Week 10 against Shortersburg are two games that can really catapult Fayetteville, not just next year, but in the years to come as far as uh, monumental wins. And you look at every program as we're about to go through with our college football talk, every program has to have a monumental yep. win at some point to get things going. Kind of jumpstart uh, things. And, and uh, Fayetteville can get back to that point, and I think that might happen tomorrow night. I feel good about the game. I, I do too. And, and one thing I do want to say that the Wolves have done great all season, well, a couple things. Special teams play is always up to par. They have the best special teams that I've seen out of any small school in a long time, probably ever. Um, the the effort is always there. The Wolves, they never come out and they don't let a team beat them before they get there. They come out, they play hard. You've seen that against Lynette. Uh, um, you know they play hard. It's just not enough to come up with a win. We we discussed that play calling offense, all that. Um, I think these guys have a positive attitude, even with their record being the way they are. They fight. They love their coach. John Limbaugh has the um, love of the players and the dedication of the players, determination. They're going to come out, and I think they win a close one tomorrow night. I still don't think the offense is, is going to be where um, a lot of people want it to be. I think they're going to win a close one. Uh, I say they're going to win it 20-16. to, to 16. Well, 20-16 to 16 is what Blake thinks. I don't know. I'm not going to predict a score because uh, I don't know. I, I just don't like to do that for – for high school games because, you know, it, it always comes down to the players and, and how they execute. And uh, I, I honestly just feel like tomorrow night is the Wolves' night to get back on track uh, after it's been uh, a pretty rough go of things. They play, they've been in almost every game this year. You look at everything, every game with the exception of Randolph County, the Wolves were in at some point, and they just have not uh, capitalized. But I, I think that changes tomorrow night, Jacob. Well, I've been thinking, you know, all day about this season because, you know, here we are towards the end of it. You go back to the first game, and not to take away from Brock Edwards, quarterback at Woodland, he's a great athlete. But you look at that game, we we got down by two touchdowns early. They never, The Wolves never quit. They got back in it and actually had the lead almost as time expired. But Woodland had a sack go for a first down. How that happens in football, I don't know. But that sack went for a first down, ultimately throwing a Hail Mary and winning that game. So we were there in that one, obviously beating Horseshoe Bend. Lynette, we were there, fell apart late. Comer, we were there, fell apart late. It's just here as of late, if you go down our schedule, even last week, 
we were there, fell apart late. We've got to learn how to finish games, and I think that'll start tomorrow night. It starts with experience too, and uh, uh, well, now is our uh, is our segment where we talk a little bit on the next level. We got five minutes, and we're going to go through some games, give a little bit of Super Dog action, and uh, what we think might be the best games to watch, sleeper games to watch. Uh, y'all, y'all got the list, and I don't. So y'all, y'all talk to me. Well, we'll start with the eleven o'clock SEC game. Auburn Ole Miss. Auburn's playing a little scratchy right now. Ole Miss, we know, can score. They gashed Alabama's defense a couple of weeks ago. The game's in Oxford, but I think Auburn's going to pull it out. Blake? Auburn's the worst team in SEC West. They lose by 14. Well, Blake, Blake's just telling it like it is with the Auburn Tigers. Uh, but, you know, guys, I, I've been thinking a lot about this matchup. And everybody's like, well, you should beat Ole Miss because they turned the ball over a lot last week. Well, look, look at Matt Corral, okay? He throws several interceptions last week, and I get that. But you compare last week's game to the game before that against Alabama. Alabama give him a clean pocket all game long, and he was throwing dimes. Last week he was running for his life, a little bit different story. I think that's the key to the game tomorrow night for the Auburn Tigers. They cannot give Matt Corral a, uh, a clean pocket. And on offense, for the love of God, please, please run the ball with Tank Bixby. Uh, I know he's got 15 carries as a freshman, but I want to see 25. He's, he, he's the best option we have. I'm sorry the offensive line is not there yet. The passing game is not there yet. I think Auburn wins, but they're going to have to fight for that one. All right. Um, I guess you can say this is the game of the week. You know, that 230 game is always the best conference game of the week. It's Alabama-Tennessee. I'm sorry, Garantano and the Tennessee Volunteers will not show up Saturday. I think Alabama, they won last week against Georgia. A very hard-fought game by both teams. Alabama's going to ride that momentum. I think Alabama's got the easiest schedule to run the table in the SEC, and that'll start Saturday. Absolutely. They always have a trash schedule. Uh, I mean, that, I'm just calling it like it is. I mean, they kicked off against Duke last season. I mean, come on, man. Anyways, uh, I think Tennessee shows up. Still don't think it's enough to win. I think Alabama wins at 48-31. Yeah, Alabama by 40. Uh, Alabama beat Georgia. Convincingly, Tennessee lost 34-7 to to Kentucky. And speaking of Kentucky, Kentucky and Georgia, uh, that's my super dog. I think Kentucky is going to down Georgia this weekend. Georgia put so much into that loss against Alabama. They are they're, – they're banged up. They're uh, – well, I thought Kentucky was playing Georgia. Who, who is Georgia playing? We just talked about it. Georgia's off this week. They play okay. Kentucky next week. All right, well, that's my super dog for next week. But uh, I just feel like Georgia put so much into that loss against Alabama. I think Kentucky might win that game. But speaking of this weekend, uh, you know, Florida's not going to play. Uh, really, outside of Auburn and Ole Miss, every every game is pretty much a landslide in, in, inside the league this weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, but out of conference, Blake, we, we might have some, some good games. Yeah, uh so uh, Iowa State top twenty-five matchup. Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Uh, done said Oklahoma State's running the table. They're going to make the playoffs out of the Big Twelve. So I'm calling that now. But I, my Super Dog pick, the Big Ten, kicks off this week. They wanted to delay things. Um, don't really know why, 
but they kick off this week against Indiana on the road at Indiana. I think the Hoosiers get the win against the top ten ranked Nittany Lions. Wow. All right, so Blake's taking Indiana. And, uh, uh, Jacob, what do you think? Who's your super doll pick for the weekend? Um, I'm going to say a good game to watch. Notre Dame-Pittsburgh. Notre Dame's, Ooh, I like it. Notre Dame's undefeated. I consider Notre Dame my second favorite college football team. I know about them as about as much as I know about Auburn. They're playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's one of those teams that can jump up and bite you when you're not ready. So that'll be Absolutely. a game to watch. Just ask Clemson. I like, I like that pick. And, guys, that's just going to about do it for this segment of the Coach Limbaugh show. Coach Limbaugh cannot be here tonight. But we uh, – we, we're glad you listened in. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And, again, tomorrow night pregame coverage will air at 645 as myself and Jacob Bassett will give you the call from Farm Wings Field as Fedful. We'll try to get back in the wind column against Ranburn. That's going to do it for tonight. Hope you have a great and safe evening, and we will see you tomorrow on the field. This has been a presentation of Radio Alabama Sports. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Thanks for listening.